0: Welcome to the Casey Catch-Up. Now, we've had a pretty good couple of weeks over here in Australia and basically the downwind fall race on the Northern Beaches was a really cool event and I managed to catch up with Zane Westwood, Oscar Johansson and Josh Koo to talk about and, I guess, unpack what happened on the day and, and sort of a few other things that sort of went on. I've uh, pieced together a bunch of just raw footage and and stills from the day throughout the podcast on for those who are watching it on YouTube and for those that are listening, you know just the audio, so so enjoy that. But if you want a little bit more, head to the YouTube. Um but yeah, good to get the podcast back up and going. I've done another one with the Fall Drive guys as well, to debrief the same race, just from their perspective and how I guess Fall Drive is going to evolve with racing. I think it's a pretty cool future for a lot of people who maybe it's a little bit it uh, seems a little out of reach. The fall drive makes it more possible. So yeah, I like ramble on too much. Basically, I do these podcasts to grow the downwind fall community. It's so cool to see that the downwind fall community is growing, and that there was that massive race in my local, on my local run. The other way I grow the downwind fall community is through my Coach Casey Club and and private coaching. And for those that live locally or ever ever coming to Sydney. Private coaching, I've done so many cool down and runs with crew and help them get to the next level. The online coaching community, the Coach Casey Club, is something that you can be doing from anywhere. So whether you live in the UK, the US, South America, Africa, Hong Kong, uh, Australia, New Zealand, you can join the Coach Casey Club and you can progress your skills by uploading videos and tuning into the weekly coaching calls asking questions, and then also going through the online course content that's take you step-by-step step through the Learn to Downwind Foil skills and tips and tricks. So, yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. The Casey Catch-Up with the team. All right, welcome to the Casey Catch-Up, but really just a debrief of the Northern Beaches Downwind Race. And we got, uh, what are we, well, Oscar and I were one and two. We'll just get through the results. And then Josh was fifth and Zane was seventh. And there were some seriously dark horses. Some scalps were taken yesterday, definitely, uh, which is cool. It just means the sport's growing, and uh, everyone made mistakes yesterday. But basically, I reckon, Josh, you take us through what was a pretty epic day. You were kind of the mastermind behind it. So, um,
1: so um, I had this, I had this idea of creating a, a downwind foil race on SUP probably for like the last six months and um, we've had a lot of obstacles and hurdles in front of us to, to get us here today. Um, We don't really have insurance or council approval or any of the legalities to make this official. So I kind of just pulled the trigger and went, fuck it. Let's just do it because if we wait any longer, it's just not going to happen. We're just, we're going to fall behind because I think, you know, maybe in Hawaii, I don't know if they're just got easier systems to set things up or if they're doing it kind of um, bootleg as well. But I think, I think it's important for us Aussies to have races that we can compete in to, you know, be competing in a in a world, world stage type thing. So kind of just, yeah, pulled the trigger on this day and it was all done through social media and um, it kind of just built a bit of momentum as we, as we said, we're going to do it. And I, I used all you boys to help push, which was really cool because, um, we're all lucky enough to, you know, even though we all live a little bit far away from each other, um, we're all in like either flying or, or driving distance to make this happen. So I think it was lucky having us four boys really kind of push the marketing side of things to get crew here. And also, where the race was held um, in Jimmy's local spot, there's definitely a huge contingent of people who are really getting the hang of the the SUP downwind. So I wanted to base it there because there was already a core group of people doing it. And I think um, when one or two people sound like when Zane said he will definitely come down and, and Oscar would come up, I think other people kind of put in their minds that, yeah, I'll fly down. I'll drive up from here. So we had people from Adelaide, from Sunshine Coast, from Byron, we even had Paul Cooper from Hawaii come over, which was really rad, and, and the boys from Foil Drive in Adelaide. So um it was just cool. Like it was really cool how everyone just pulled together to make this this first event really special.
0: Yeah, I think the the key to it was that it was like super organic. Like there was no like everyone just wanted to be a part of it because they were frothing out. I think it really started from the racing in July last year. It seemed like like Hawaii last year was kind of the the boom of it all, and people are frothing to get over there and do that, and like to have. What do we have? Forty-three starters yesterday. I
1: think so. Yeah,
0: forty-seven. Like it was like over forty, and I think almost forty finished too, which is amazing because of the conditions. It was below average even for Northern Beaches standards. <laughs> it was, it was pretty ordinary. But um, yeah, I think i think the trick is going to be trying to keep it like that like as low key as it was that the froth levels were so high um even looking like which was hard to believe looking at the ocean because it wasn't froth worthy (laughs) it was it was really mellow um
1: i think the one the one thing that i really wanted to like emphasize for the day was that it was a lot of people's first race and i remember when i was in uh hawaii in july they were my first races and you learned so much in those things and I kind of wanted to give that experience to all these people here because like what you said a lot of them are got Hawaii on their sites this year so it'd be good to just you know prep them up and 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 send them into the into the big boys game prepared
0: yeah but I think I think uh you know the the numbers and and the conditions prove that a lot of people are ready for it like you know that really the top 20 I would say could easily do a channel crossing in half decent or conditions that we got last year, they they would have finished very easily. Um, but yeah, like, I guess I'm kind of keen to talk like, about the race, but also about um like Oscars in the South Coast, Zane's up North and Cooey and I in Sydney and the little pockets of like downwind foil froppers that are going on. But we'll do that maybe later after we talk more about the race, but um, I learned when I'm talking about, I will kind of set the same conditions. It was the reason we picked the day was because it was supposed to be really windy. The forecast was was unreal. Like all the for all the all the stars looked like they had aligned for the first weekend that we sort of had the waiting period for and the wind just never came. It just was there was like this weird like sea misty fog moved in over the coast and got really hot and humid. It was like too humid for the wind to push in. Um so the the briefing was at one o'clock and then we um, or one thirty kind of thing, and probably one forty five after JB finished his his, his um, explanation of detailed explanation of of the run, which was good. It was really good because everyone probably benefited a little bit from it. Probably would have benefited more if it was like actual a downwind condition, like good downwind conditions with actual backwash. Because it was pretty, it was actually pretty mellow. Which in hindsight, I actually think was a good thing for most people because it was doable, and the jet skis probably weren't going to be able to help as much as they did um, if it was messier because it would have spent logistically really hard for people to get going. But so it was a glassy ocean, basically, up at Avalon. And um, I got there probably one of the last to get there, and up at the top. And um, everyone was already out in the water. Classic fashion. I try to make it as normal downwind run as possible. I don't like all the nervous energy. But I do like getting there late um, for, for races. But I was lucky I was there because one of the boys, Jake, didn't have his T-nuts for his to bolt his mast onto the onto his board. So he actually ran with I, I lent him one spare and he was so stressed. But so we had three. So two's like two at the two in the front, one in the back. I'm like, yeah, two in the front, one in the back. Three's plenty. So anyway, we got out there and everyone was so far out. Everyone's like, oh, it's your local local run. But it was like we were about two Ks off where I normally start. So it was like a different run altogether. Mm. Um But Zane, I guess that's like that—that's your old local run, like, and you're you're kind of local to the start of the run, and I'm local to the end of the run in terms of location. But what what did you like? To me, I was pretty like to look out and see that many people floating out in the water was pretty amazing to me. Like to have, like obviously, I saw everyone at the at the briefing and then sort of got up there. But I don't know, it was just weird. Like to have, it looks like a like a paddle out, like for a for a um like a like a funeral kind of thing, you know? Like it was a memorial almost, but it was just like. Boil frothers paddling way out to sea. Yeah, I was actually <clears throat> just standing
2: on the rocks watching everyone paddle out, just kind of observing just where everyone was jumping off. And I counted before, this is when we're all sitting inside the, the wind line. Um, mm. And I counted like 43 in the water already. And then all the skis were there and stuff like that. So that was actually really cool just to see what, like, how many people are excited about racing you know and um set out our like our local run was pretty amazing you know like yeah I didn't even realize there's that many foil froth downwinders in Australia mm. so it's cool to see how much it's grown um in a short period of time and that seems to be like what everyone's kind of end goal is for falling at the moment is the downwind in the ocean which is um which is great because it's like more it's more accessible now with equipment and coaching, or like knowledge of other people, so the sport in Australia has grown really fast and organically. Um,
0: yeah, but for me, That's so true was, though, I think we yeah. can touch more on that, like the the equipment, and then like just you know one per like to to me like even like Zayn, you and I probably two or three years ago were probably the only ones doing it on the northern beaches like consistently yeah jb was kind of coming and going but was sort of more into his winging at that stage and then zane you taught oscar mm. from right is that yeah yeah and, and Jarvis. yeah and Jarvis. i remember you telling me i'm like oh yeah, this is guy oscar he got up first go <laughs> i'm like what a dickhead who gets up first go <laughs> <laughs> what a freak and then so- kui during covid hit me after you're like i want to learn the downwind and you really wanted me to do like a one-on-one lesson i'm like uh I mean, I just had a kid. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not doing lessons at the moment. And you're like, come <laughs> on,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> Share some knowledge with me. I'm like, oh, nah, I'm busy. But um, you're doing Trust the me. online thing. And you look at, yeah, now it's like, I don't know. It's just snowballed, which is, it's crazy to see. Because literally, I think it was three years ago, like Zane. ground um, like, these biscuits. No one knew yeah. what we were doing. People were freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Actually, I just saw Pommy Pete today, Zane. And he was saying that he saw me come in. From like one of my first ever manly leader palmies, and he yeah. was just oh, like, Oh, yeah, I remember him telling me that years ago,
2: yeah. And he was like, He was just freaked out. You did it in like a six meter swell, yeah, he's yeah, that kitty's corner, yeah, I at yeah, which is cool. He's so he's one of the OG foilers of like Australia, I reckon. It was mm-hmm. like the first one of the first, and then. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he fell off for a bit and got into mountain biking, but now he's back on foiling, frothing on downwinding again. Oh,
0: so. He's just paddling. Like he's just, yeah. he goes out every day just for a paddle. If there's no waves, he doesn't even care if he doesn't catch a wave. He's just like working on his paddle technique. Yeah. Working his, and he'll he'll pick it up. He's one of those guys that will pick it up real yeah. fast and won't and he stop. Was, until
2: he actually gets it.
0: He was talking about hours spent, not time, like not calendar time. He's like, cause people always ask how long does it take to learn to downwind or whatever it yeah. is. And he was like, "It's about hours doing it. It's not about mm. a week or two weeks or a month or a year." He's like, "How many hours have you done at it?" And I think it's that's crazy. such good advice. Um, he's
2: the he's the first. He, I bought my first foil setup off him for five hundred bucks.
0: He's the one that got me into it. Bargain, iconic. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's sick. Yeah, and so cool. And then Oscar, how about the scene down your way? Like, what's what's um it's we were talking yesterday about it, how there's a few blow-ins but also the local crew kind of getting into it too
3: oh yeah like i think downwinding for us is what everyone's eyeing off like this last summer there's four or five guys minimum have all just bought boards everything they're all just committed to it and i think it's so i think it's the one thing that's so appealing about foiling you know the whether you know riding waves and all that like if you're coming from a surf background as a surfer like it doesn't replace getting barrel and you can still turn on a surfboard. I think there's, I think the the attraction is more, you can ride different ways, but downwinding is, it's just not even comparable. Like you're riding swells for, you know, kilometers down the coast. It's, it's the one thing that I think a lot of guys are really aiming for, but it is, it's always been that kind of almost unattainable goal and the equipment that's like the equipment every six months, we say it like, you know, I remember when I learned to downwind, I paddled your original Sonova, the orange yeah. one. Mm. I think it was 28 wide, 29 like, wide. It looks like
0: a wingboard now.
3: Yeah, yeah. It was massive.
0: Yeah.
3: And it was like, I think I shaped my first board and it was 22 and a half. I think at the time yours was 24.
0: remember saying I mean, you, I'm like, nah, it's too narrow, mate. Yeah, work. Yeah. I remember <laughs> I was like
3: halfway through it. And I think you, and Zane said the same, like you, you cooked it, mate. It's too narrow. You won't be able to stand on it. And then like, Within a month, everyone had a 22. And then I was like, next one, I was like, I'm making it 19. <laughs> Same yeah. thing. it was like, you cooked it again. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: <laughs> But, it's, you know, now it's like you can go as narrow as you, whatever your offset is in your stance. And it like, you know, everyone's like the gear. Actually, it was interesting to see all the boards. Like everyone had all their gear laid out on the grass. And there, was, there wasn't just like one brand of boards. There was so many different boards, guys, handmade boards, so many different foil brands. Like everyone's really come... I think as a brands as well, just come to the table with developing the gear. Like it's not like one brand's just leading the charge. Like
0: all the brands are kind of really facilitating this. It's not just one. So well, that's the thing. Like two years, even probably two and a half, three years ago, like downwind. I remember I was chatting to Sonova, like my, like my board sponsor, and I said we should make these these downwind foil boards like production. The ones I Marcus and I were using. They're like, nah, no one's gonna, no one's doing it. Like while well, we make a production thing? No one's into it. I'm like yeah but it's sick it's like actually it'll take off one day you got to make the boards and they're like when it starts to grow, we'll look at it so they were just making customs for marcus and i and then there was the, the the wide ones that you were using oscar and i think zane you had one as well originally and um it was like maybe it was two years ago or two and a half years ago all of a sudden it clicked and like brands started doing i'm not sure who the first brand that really jumped on it but like downwind foiling was like the, the cool thing and it's just kind of i don't know it's just snowballed big time It's crazy to see
3: yeah i think like for armstrong we worked on the first one two years ago mm-hmm. and it was that like they approached me and said oh we can make you a downwind board but we're never going to put it into production like what's the point and the thing that clicked was they're like you know i think i can't even remember someone tried it whether it was army or someone they're like dude this is sick for winging like mm-hmm. it was it was more about and that's like, you know, downwind boards are realistically, if you're just looking at downwind foilers, like it's the 1% less, half percent, quarter percent of the market. So if you've got something that works, and it's got to cross over a little bit. So it works for downwind, but it's also good for light wind winging. And I think that's the downwind board has totally redefined boards in foiling like in general. Like you're looking now at wing boards, like the Sultan wing, the what you guys have with um, Sonova, the wing board. Same thing, you're kind of starting to bring that narrow outline, a little bit longer rail line into wing boards, and everyone's like so much better. So it's it's not just been in even prone boards, prone boards have gone narrower and straighter outlines. Like everything's benefited from the development with downwind boards. So,
0: and I reckon we got to give credit to Dave Kalama. Like, yeah, I really think he was one that really put it into production. I was just thinking about then, but like, we're getting a bit off track from the race, but it's all about the race in some way. But exactly. like I remember I remember doing a walk with my wife and there was a LA foil club like chat and Dave Plan was coming on to talk about the Barracuda and it was just released and it wouldn't give any dimensions away. And everyone's like, Man, it's so, it's so long and skinny. And um that must it must have been I guess twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, so you know, three years ago. And I reckon he's the one that really, you know, got things rolling in terms of like production boards downwind specific production boards and then yeah like you said other brands saw the 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 benefit of it for winging and you know like bennett's and all the guys are paddling in on their big boards and um yeah it's 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 awesome it's it's cool because it's 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 giving uh what what we think is the pinnacle of foiling. i think a lot of people do as well like they see like us running like wind chops like hey, how's that possible how do you go for so long and it's like the longest wave essentially and untapped like there's no um there's no crowds out there like Mm. we we paddled Mm. out with 47 people plus skis and i went out with a gopro and i got no footage of anyone (laughs) you know like maybe a little bit of oscar at one point when we crossed over but like it was i was kind of bummed because karen was like commentating as i went i'm like uh um (laughs) you're doing tutorials i reckon (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is what not to do <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <these nerds.
0: laughs> but like josh you did the same thing you took a gopro out and you're like i didn't film anything like i was not really like I was nowhere near anyone everyone took different lines which is yeah. Yeah. plus the conditions didn't allow it you know
1: no, no it was like I, just, was so even, yeah. I was so redlining yeah i was so redlining the whole time i didn't even want to pull out my <laughs> gopro to to film because i was just like i wanted to be i was full concentration the whole time not mm. to come down and not to make one mistake, because that one mistake could cost you so many minutes to get back up again going. So What, like um, six,
0: six places, something like that? Seven places, Zane? Got me, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was <laughs> trying, I was trying to hunt you down, mate. <laughs> you were coming. <laughs> I was, you I'm were coming. Up.
2: The adrenaline wore off and I cooked myself.
0: Do we want to let me bring it back to the race? Because I think probably people as well have tuned into this, if they're listening, but...
1: Um, yeah, talk about the start. Talk about yeah. just talk about the actual race.
2: All right. So I I so I remember Oscar, you and James got up first. You were to the left of me, like fifty metres, Oscar.
3: Yeah, and I was probably the like... furthest out. Yeah. You guys were heaps further in. Yeah, we were
2: in because we don't paddle any further out. Molokai.
3: Wanted... Yeah, yeah we... Oscar. Mate, yeah. I'm, I'm always the first um... out now, mate. Long yeah. first out, furthest one out in the
0: park. <laughs> I didn't even see you at the briefing, you're already at Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you, you
2: Oscar, I so saw you get up first, and then James, and I. My JB reckons he temps. was one
0: of the first, actually. Who was? JB
3: was on foil before. I, he was JB. watching me paddle. Yeah, he yeah, he was right. up so quick.
0: Yeah, I think JB um, was first. I just had. I YouTube got the drone talk, really.
1: footage. Look at um,
2: Yeah, and then I actually paddled up and fell off, just rusty, and then got up, and then within five seconds I was up. And then you and Oscar, James and Oscar, are, you know, you were together. You're like literally touching foil tips. Like,
3: yeah. Actually... We were chatting. It was good. We, were, yeah, we had yeah. a post session the day before. So we just chatting about right <laughs> a little. How about that wave we got? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How the legs
2: feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I don't know. I think I got up 15 seconds behind you guys, maybe 20. So that was like 150 meters. A good and then gap. I was, just, a yeah, gap. I was a gap, you got mm. this quick. Mm. And then, we kind of evened out a bit. I caught Oscar at Newport, and then I was. Um,
1: how did you catch him? What? How did you do I, that? I, I reckon
2: was... Oscar's foil was just smaller. That's all it was, and he was working harder at the at the time.
3: I I as soon as I was with Jimmy, I think we. We were just kind of going back and forth on bumps, and
0: yeah, I yeah. took a couple yeah. in, and then you, you took a couple in, and then yeah, we were just you took sort a of right like hander, in. and you mm.
2: you're gliding for that was yeah. the last glide I saw all day, like a hundred meters, and then I was just like, "That's what I want to be doing." Yeah, that um, that bombing off South Ave, I got yeah. one of them always, honestly. Yeah, but Magic. usually you can, usually you can use the reverb off South Ave, but there was just none because there was yeah. no no wind drop at all. It, just it a, felt.
0: It off um, Bill Goler, I actually felt a puff of wind in the
2: face. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was a south swell coming straight into us. So yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but um, yeah. To what like, I was. I don't know when. When did you pass me? I was probably halfway down Narrabane.
3: Yeah. Like, well, I think when four. you you passed me, I was I was done. Like yeah, I, I, I over I, 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 I past
2: you I go. How fucked is this? this yeah.
3: Is- <laughs> and like you were moving so well when you went past me, and I was like. I got a little bit of motivation. I was like, you know, to start pushing again. But like, I was like, people were asking like, what line did you take? What were bumps we ride? And I was like, couldn't tell you. I was like, yeah, I was, was just pumping until there was something. I didn't care which way the bump was going. I just needed a rest.
2: Mm-hmm. Nice strategy. Like I had
3: no idea. I had no rhythm. I just, anything to get a rest. And I was just, it was full survival mode. I was like, I just need to stay on foil. And you move past moving so well. Like, and I was just like, oh, that's it. That's done. And you're like, you were making ground moving. Yeah, so I was well. running
2: on adrenaline, I reckon. Most yeah. of the race, and then towards when I so I turned back and I was I don't know two hundred meters in front of you maybe. Mm. I turned and I was like, oh, I can actually come off foil here and jump in the water because I'm so hot, like my palms are sweating. And then I did that, and then got up and foil got up on foil in front of you, and then that really gassed me. That, that was like that was hectic. Like I pretty much flat water started that, in mm. and then a couple minutes later, I
0: just I was cooked, just yeah. hit, hit a wall. And, um, Can you yeah. tell us um, where that was and then how many people passed you when you were down? So that happened just probably a K and a half south of
2: that yellow boy off Narrabeen. Inside or outside it? Inside. I was well inside of it. Also, Man, yep. JB, I just saw three dudes wide like 500 metres left of me and I knew it was JB because he always does that line mm. and kisser. And they were cruising because I'm big foils. They were the actually, old boys,
0: the old boys love the outside line.
2: Yeah, and <clears throat> hindsight always is a good thing. But to be honest, if I had a bigger foil like a 120 or a 150, it would have been a different story. Like we were just work. We just kind of matched each other's foils, all of us. So we were just working so hard, mm. and you don't want to have that fear of not having a foil that can keep up. So plus. The conditions didn't deliver so
0: we all were trusting the forecast like that's you it. look at the forecast and it was saying like us like 25 knots and it was i didn't think i saw anything close to that like half that even <laughs> yeah. yeah
2: yeah but what can you do that's just nature yeah um so i guess the learning learning curve for me is to actually bring another foil down not just bring one <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't have
1: a choice anyway. So I, don't, no, I don't I, think no said it I don't even, I don't even think you said it yet. So name all your foils. Mm.
2: Oh, uh yeah, I was on the one HA110X with a um 75 mast and um a 20 carved tail. Ouch. Mm.
0: Yeah. That hurt. <laughs>
3: yeah. Oscar. I was on the downwind performance six eight five. With 86 and a half mast. Uh, oh,
0: 86 would, you know, we, yeah, so always down not
3: that, mast. huh? Yeah, I just do everything. It's just the yeah. one mast. Area. Have you so tried a
2: 75 yet?
3: Once or twice? Yeah, you'd move like we, fast. We yeah. always hunted really, like, the we tended to just do runs in big conditions at home, yeah, and you're just breaching with the small ones. So I was like, if you want to stay on foil, it's just easier to ride a long one. I just got so used to the length.
0: Dane and um, I used to run 82s or 85s, like go fall. And then when I was on axis, yeah. I was using 82 all the time. And then mm. I, 75 is all I use now, even for prone. Yeah. I was saying that. On even the for prone, day.
2: really? I used
0: an 85 for prone. Yeah. It, it's yeah. too shallow. We're, like the reef spots, there's no sandbanks at the moment at home. So it's yeah, all right. the reef spots. I just scratch my falls up otherwise. So I'm just like, ah, get used to it. Mm. Yeah. um, But I was on the 770R. With a 120R tail, the same tail I used for Molokai and 75 mast medium fuse. So it was smaller than what I used for Molokai, but Molokai was way windier. <laughs> the sprint, though, yeah, I was figured we could do it because it was only short.
1: Yeah, I went similar. I went 770, um, 75 mast, medium fuse, and um, what was the tail you gave me? One's it 135?
0: Yeah, the one bigger. Yeah lucky and i was um,
1: yeah but i was like that's the first time i've ridden that tail i was used to the surf tails so Mm. i think it was good with the glide once i trusted the glide but i feel like i was so close to the stall speed the whole time and it was like the first run to kind of feel that out where i didn't stall i made it in one shot but um i think when i started to trust the glide just that little bit more and more i was able to have that one second more break to kind of regain my breath again instead of at the start I was probably over pumping it not mm. trusting the glide but um towards the end it just does run out of gas I had to trust the glide more and it allowed me to do that so it's good
0: yeah what so I didn't what tail are you using Oscar uh
3: 140 just the it's probably it's a little it's their kind of high aspect tail but not not like a race tail not like the one you guys have
0: are you guys all sort of running like pretty small tails for downwind like going fast yeah. like as small as yeah. you can get away with kind of thing. One forty is the biggest
3: they... I use. And real flat, like take all the lift out of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm shimming it I don't even know, is it negative? Less taking lift out. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um but I'd really like to try the, the seven seventy in those conditions. Yesterday, s- mm. the low end. Because like mm. my low end's so high on that that foil. So
0: mm. Well, obviously you were like I was you, you were catching me, hey? Like, I kept looking back yeah. and I'm like, fuck, even Oscar. It, it's either Oscar or Zane because you, Oscar, you had the orange, full orange yeah, sleeves full and Zane, you had blue with orange. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was, like, um, looking back every now and I'm like, who's coming? Someone's coming. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, yeah, if it was 12 knots, like, a tiny bit of wind chop, we all would have been yeah. fine, you know? Yeah.
0: But, I mean... There was just
3: nowhere to rest. Nah. Like, and that's the thing. Like, you can ride fast foils, but if you're pumping... On the wind chop, which is you should be getting your rest back, ready to move with a swell. Yeah. You just you never you don't have the energy to actually move when a bump comes. Like it didn't I, I wouldn't it even consider
2: what we did was a downwinder.
3: <laughs> it was a pump. <laughs> I actually said I reckon it was better. It was a beach runner.
0: Like there was swell going in, and that was the only thing you could ride. I couldn't ride the wind chop. I was just chatting to, chatting to JV after, and I've done the twenty beaches the last two years, and the conditions have actually been a lot better than what it was yesterday like and and like 20 there was no wind 20 beaches but there was a big south swell so you could ride the south swells and like the the reverb and the bounce you could actually like make the most of stuff and you could rest whereas yesterday i think because it was short we all went smaller foils and the wind the forecast like we were expecting it to come and then i I reckon the heat was big one for me oh Mm. yeah Mm. sweaty yeah Yeah. yeah
2: i
1: didn't bring any water
0: yeah. no neither but it was only half it was like half an hour so you sh- if you can hydrate before that like that shouldn't you shouldn't have to have water if you're under an hour Oscar you know yeah, that w- you're, yeah. yeah hydration
3: well as more just overheating i think like yeah. hydrations mm. you can do it without water for an hour but yeah more that you everyone was just you effectively like we had a headwind you know you yeah all whatever eight to ten wind. knots of wind yeah. we're moving quicker than that like yeah. you you're getting sick. you got on a good run you started getting a breeze coming into you so,
2: yeah. where did you guys find was the best part?
3: None of it. Yeah, <laughs> it like, I, didn't, I, didn't no, I got the
2: start. I reckon. Um, from the start for me, Monart to Worrywood for me, because it's always a say. rip line
0: there, and always... I got a backwash. I, I got a backwash. Yeah. So I reckon I glided for like maybe twenty to thirty seconds, just like this magic one that took me out. So I was like pretty much you were in, and in and got way out. Yeah, I was like in almost at, like in line of the blowhole, and got. A bump that just like took me like it was the best bump. I don't know, it was just like yeah. a lucky one. But just like it like bounced off Cooksey and just took me out. It was just one of those I needed I needed something at that point. <laughs> and I'm like, because I was in a long way. And yeah, that moment of our stretch was the best for me for sure.
2: Mm.
0: Um, which I reckon it is. That's that's the yeah, everyone's got like the the magic part of everyone's run. Like in Malika run, you got like off Kanaha, you know, like before like camp one, I guess the way the reef sort of stands up. Um, I'm sure there's a secret spot. Well, not a secret, but like a special spot for the ballie run as well. And yeah, Zane, you were saying off off the Cape gets pretty mental. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. If you go around, I find, honestly, up here. So I do, I, there's like a bunch of different runs I do, like Hastings to Byron or Tallows to Lennox. Always around Broken with the those head, that, that. Those three those three sister rocks there, that's where it gets good always.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both directions?
2: I haven't done it in a southerly. Yeah, okay. Southerly's not that. I don't think it's that good of an angle. It's kind of more onshore.
0: We'll find out this week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll be definitely doing it.
0: Mm. Um, but, Josh, how was the race from your perspective?
1: So I had a shocking start. Um. I was riding my 8.4 Amos bullet. Um, The reason why I chose that was purely because it's just, that's my race board. Like I usually ride the 7.5 bullet because, you know, there's no rush to get up. But, uh, um, you know, I've been practicing race starts on my just normal, like fun runs. Like, you know, I'll just be sitting on my board and then, you know, practice getting up and, and just taking whatever bump comes first. Like even if it's not a bump, but trying to force it. And it's been working really well, but I think definitely the nerves got me on the day. And also in the previous race that we did, that 20 beaches, one that you're talking about, had an absolute shocking start. Stood up on my board and wobbled off, stood up on my board again and wobbled off. And I think in the race yesterday, um, I did it four times before I even got got paddling forward. Um, so I had definitely a shocking start. I'd everyone go past me, but then once I got up, I... I I, like when to answer your question before, I think that my my best bit was probably my first two Ks because I actually took a lot of energy going right. So I was actually, even though I was pumping, I was kind of going with the energy source a bit. And then when I got to, you know, past the first point or whatever, I then realized, shit, I got to cut left now. And then that's when the pain just started because there was nothing to, there was nothing to traverse across. Like we were just pumping left, there was no glides going left. You'd pump left, and then whenever you seen a right coming, then you'd go right for a bit. It was literally just like a a zigzag technique of just going straight down the coast. There was no. That's why, like, I was amazed by all those guys who went so wide, but like, I guess they were all on bigger gear, so they were able to tap into the energy source that was so little. Versus we were, our floors only allowed us to go with the energy, like the proper swell source that was going into the beach.
0: I actually found. because Oski, you now you said you started at, like a fair bit further out. I found I was going quicker, cutting out towards you than you were going straight. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. So like you were here and I was inside, and I actually felt like I got was like cutting. It's like the lefts. There was a little angle you could use, and it was like, but I was worried that the there were the I was actually to me it was the opposite, Josh. I found the rights had were gutless. The rights I was going too fast for, and the lefts I was actually like getting speed from. But I didn't want to go left forever because I would have ended up like it, like going around Long Reef Headland. I didn't want to go that wide. It just like seemed like too far. Obviously, if you look right. at my my track, it wouldn't have made sense me saying that. But so I was going right a lot, but only because I was trying to take the rights when they were good. Because to me, the, a good right was like getting me in enough so then I could go faster going back out. Which I don't yeah, know. Right. That's what I felt. I, know I
1: felt like like even though there was a there was a big south swell from the day before and we all thought there'd be residual south swell pushing through on the race day I actually didn't see that at all I just <laughs> felt that the energy source that was predominantly pushing felt like it was super east like pushing just straight into the beach yeah. I didn't feel like there was anything pushing us towards the finish line um so yeah so that's the reason why pretty much I just got around every point because I felt like when I was trying to have a break and glide for a few seconds, I was riding swell pretty much pretty close into the beach. And then I'd just have to, it was pretty much like a shore runner. You'd, you'd ride a wave into the beach and then you'd pump back out over three waves and then catch the next one back into the beach. And yeah, it was a pump. It was a pump fest. And I, I like throughout the whole run, just mentally was just like trying to have little things to be like, okay, I, I've ticked off that. Like I've got around that point or I seen someone ahead of me and I just overtook them. And I was like, it was just like little landmarks. And then in my head, I was like, okay, when I get to Narrabeen, which is the last beach before the finish line, I was like, usually it's always standing up there. Um, like it's more troughed out and I'll be able to rest. And then I got to Narrabeen and it just wasn't, there was still nothing. <laughs> it was still nothing. And then, but you know, the, the thing that actually, the last goal that made that literally gave me like a, a bit more gas in the tank was when i overtook you then and like i didn't even have anything smart to say to you because i was just like literally like panting like a dog and i i could have so easily turned on the gopro and filmed it, it would have been fucking hilarious but <laughs> I, I, just, like, I think of... i think i
2: just went you guys sorry
1: i think i literally went i think i literally went past you and like you know i was probably 10 meters away from you and i just went like Mate, this is fucked. <laughs> and then I <laughs> just see I seen you try do like a paddle up just as I was going past, and I think you like you were disconnecting your board but stalling out. Yeah. And then it like looked like you gassed meters. yourself. <laughs> oh, dude! I said you were just persevering, just like I could just hear the board slapping and like not doing anything, and then stalling out. And I think I got really lucky. Like as I passed you, it was like a, a moment where I actually got a good a bit of a glide. So I kind of did like a bit of like a stand tall and just kind of looked at him.
0: Just to kind of like,
1: you know, rub rub it in.
0: (laughs) You had the blinkers on, Zane didn't want to look at you. And Uh, then
1: I actually, like, as I got past him and I knew I covered a bit of distance, I kept looking back a few times because I was like, if he gets up now, he could probably catch me. And um, I looked back a few times and seen him. I think you tried another paddle up, didn't you? Yeah. And then you said the seaweed got
2: you or something? Sheet glass there as well.
3: How many (laughs) paddle ups did it take you?
0: Fuck, I don't even know. <laughs> oh,
3: like,
1: like, we yeah. were in a shit spot there. We were so oh. close to the yeah. beach. Yeah. We yeah. were in the shittiest spot.
0: Were you off like little, little narrow, or like northy? We were. We nah, were was I on the beach pretty Zane much. Was in that... or southy? Yeah. yeah.
1: Zane yeah. was just inside that yellow buoy, and yeah. I remember I was inside him. So I was like, "Fuck!" Probably could have thrown a stone on the sand nearly.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's not a good and The
2: one. line was it was yeah. a sharp yeah. line back to Brownwater.
1: That that actually hurt, but I think the adrenaline got me there because because that was purely not downwinding from that stage that was cutting nah. nearly upwind to get to the finish line but mm. the thing is i actually seen those um the boys jb and kitha super wide and like i just had memories of kind of m2m where all the guys that went really wide into the ch- channel when they were able to come in at the end they all came fanging in because that's like the way the the energy's moving versus like taking that shortcut line where it's like more of a straight line in a GPS style way, um, we just had nothing to run with. We were pretty much just pumping our way to get there. But I was—I surprised myself because when we did actually come in at the end when I thought they would be running in with everything, I thought they would absolutely smash me, but I actually caught them. And and that's, um, that's, that was what it, I thought. Like
0: a, the, the right-handers, like cutting in, yes, they didn't feel fast. And especially at the mm-hmm. end, JB reckoned there was a bit of a rip running out which it always does at the end there, especially when there's a bit of a south swell, a sort of surge there. But like the rights didn't feel quick, whereas the, like if you're inside and cutting out, it felt like I was going, like to me, it felt like I was going quicker and watching people come in, it looks like everyone on the inside had the like cutting left was faster, um, which I don't know. But- yeah, And then I Oscar,
1: was... I just got around that last little reef. I forget what it's called, <laughs> Jimmy, that little left-hand reef. Or the right... Yeah, yeah. I literally, I, I remember I was riding so high because I could see the whole reef structure under me. And I was it's like, I so could shallow. completely fuck this up right now. Yeah. And then I just got over it. And then literally it came to JB that was coming in from the right. And what I did instead of kind of keep pumping straight because I was getting tired, I kind of peeled back to try and wait for a trough. And then that's when JB got in front of me. And I was like, "Fuck!" I just lost it to JB. I was like, I literally because I just couldn't keep going forward. I cut behind him, and I was like, literally in the swell or the bump behind him. And then I straightened out, and then realized that he was on a super like much slower foil. And I literally just did a couple paddle pumps, went up and over that swell, up and over the next. And then I was like, "Oh, hang on!" I couldn't even catch Kisser here. And mm. then I like raced into the shore and did like try to do a kick flip with my board and threw my paddle. And then like as I stepped on the sand to put the board over my shoulder. Kiss it. it was like maybe five meters in front of me up the sand. And I was like, oh, I've got this old boy on the sand for sure. And then like <laughs> I stood on the stand and my legs just wouldn't even work. It felt like they were jelly. Like it was heavy. And then and then Kiss like, yeah, he got me. It was good. It was yeah. really good.
0: Yeah, JV was, was carrying a big bit of seaweed at the end too he said he I guess was going extra, extra slow because of that. But um it was it was pretty fun it, that third place was I mean fourth place was crazy tight. That was, that was cool to watch you guys come in. It was mm. nothing in it really, um, and the beach run always makes it entertaining. Um, yeah. Oscar, when do you pass Zane? Same spot. Like I was right Zane behind hadn't him. moved.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was I, moved, I, was just, I was actually turned the other way, facing north. Should
0: you paddle back to your car?
2: <laughs> I was just checking the ways at Nobby because
3: I saw him come down at first, and I didn't see the splash. I just assumed he was still on foil, and then all of a sudden he was paddling, and I was like, "I was like, I just assumed he hit weed." I was like, "I probably hit weed and just cleared it, trying to get back." No, up that was again. a
2: tactic come down because I, yeah. I was just, I was actually redlining, and I, like I was nauseous from how gassed I was.
3: Yeah. <laughs> when I saw you down then, I think when I, when you got back up the first time, I was like, oh, he's still a little, t-. I was like, I'm too gassed to, to go for it. But then when you came down the second time, I think that was when I caught you and that gave me a good motivation. Like I was yeah. not in a good sorts at that stage. And I was like, I was just, every headland was a goal. You were just like, just get to the next one, just get to the next uh, one. I, didn't, you just kept I like,
2: didn't have that strategy. Nah. I
3: was it was just- like, I was from when Jimmy left me, it was pretty much from then was like, conservation like just get to the end reef? yeah mate that was when i started to like <laughs> start of the race yeah. <laughs> we had we were on the same bump together going we we're going out we had a good bump cutting yeah yeah mm-hmm. and, and then we we're there was standing one, there
0: i went in and you came out you're like oh you yeah. got this one
3: and i think yeah yeah but then you were on the one in front and i was sitting on the one behind and you were just gliding and i was pumping on it and it was i literally just in my mind i was like no nah, i'm done I think we even said it. You're like, which four did you ride? And I was like, yeah, the little one. You're, you're like, like oh, I, was I like, took the bigger one. I was like,
0: fuck oh, <laughs> I almost took the six eighty. Oh. Um, it was, yeah, it would have been a disaster. Um, so, so then you came down off. I I, I was, I was trying to film it. Like I said, and I had the camera. I, I actually had to look at the footage. It could be, it could be real bad. But yeah. it might be like some moments in there because I, I was like, you were catching me. I could, someone, I didn't know if it was Oscar or Zane, but I knew it was you two were battling. But I guess by the sounds of it, Oscar, you weren't battling, you were surviving. And Zane, you were surviving. hunting. You were yeah, hunting. Yeah,
2: I had on. no strategy. My strategy was just try and catch up.
0: Yeah. There was <laughs> but no, there you was would...
2: nothing. It was just chasing you down. <laughs> yeah.
0: You were definitely catching though until you weren't. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, was, I just worked too hard.
0: Yeah. Well, what? How close do you reckon you got to me? Were you in line? I reckon...
2: Within 100 meters.
0: Yeah. I don't
2: know. It's hard to say when you're I like. I thought,
0: I thought when I'm looking back, I thought, I thought at one point I'm like, oh, it's like maybe four or five bumps. And that was kind yeah, of.
2: Yeah. It's hard to say. Like when you're that gassed and you're a bit, you get a bit delusional, you know, you just kind mm-hmm. of fight or flight. So I don't know. It could, have been, it could have been, I reckon within 100 meters.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You definitely, whenever I was looking back, I'm like, fuck, he's catching. But did you guys find um, from Warriwood? onwards i'm actually really curious to see your guys splits but from warriorwood onwards were you faster or slower like that last few kilometers
2: i was definitely slower
0: way slower yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. i was slower my first best case are the first few yeah what,
0: what yeah. sort of speeds
2: are we doing i didn't even i haven't even looked at it
1: to be honest i think they were
3: 235 240 maybe i don't know i'll just pull up my phone yeah i right. right. i think they were low 220s to two in the teens got yep. like one or two in the teens, and everything else was like two thirties. Yeah. After that, I think there's even a two forty, even maybe even higher somewhere on that last stretch. Yeah, it got real slow.
0: Yeah, I was get it up, but I'm pretty sure, like pretty much the whole first half, or well, up until Worrywood, I was doing two twenties. I did, like you said, I was for a couple of two and two teens, but it was like two nineteen. We did two two yeah. nineteens, and that was it. Um, but from from Little being, like once you get around Wairau my my kilometers were all over 230 and it was like a, everything else was low 220s. And then as soon as I hit Little Nara, it was 10 seconds slower, 10 to 15 seconds slower every kilometer. And so Zane, when you were getting closer, I was kind of stressing because I'm like, like, Zane's got a small foil and he's working it. And then as soon as I did a 230, I'm like, keeping an eye on that, and I did another 235 and I'm like, Zane's going to cook himself because it's just like yeah. 10 seconds my, slower is so much. Yeah. My
2: foil doesn't go slower than like a 225.
0: Yeah. That's that a nice baseline for it.
2: And like, yeah. yeah, I was just averaging two, two thirties, like two between 230 and 223. And the then 520.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'll hurt.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of gauged that with my foil last time when I did a run from Cabarita to Byron. It was similar conditions, but more, a bit more bump. And I was, I can't, that foil just does two thirties when it's like that, when you're pumping. Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, 23 k's an hour, pumping speed.
0: Yeah, which is, yeah. doesn't give much for the in-betweens. Yeah. And then... Um, if you, oh, okay. No, you go, you go Kui. I was
1: just going to say, if, if you boys were to do it all again today and with the same conditions, what would you choose?
2: Zang? I'd ride my 120.
0: Yeah, yeah. and yeah, so what, what sort of speeds, like, does that it it
2: it'd probably for like splits, it equivalent to like 240s i reckon and that's enough for me to like sustain a long like a long period of time pumping like uh that run we did from bondi to wollongong similar like that the start was similar like that, similar like that. Mm. and i did like a 2 hours of that you know yeah but um yeah the 110 just doesn't cut it in that light condition that light of condition
0: yeah. Cooey?
1: Uh, I would have rode the, the size up from an 860 for sure. Yeah. I reckon I would have rode 860 and maybe a smaller tail. Yeah. Or the same tail. Like, it's just I I definitely need more foil.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I, I reckon I would have enjoyed that run if, if if you had the right
3: foil on.
0: But, like, I guess, sure. was, yeah. What about you, Oscar?
3: Yeah, same. One size up, the one. 755. Yeah. Same
0: as M2O. Yeah. Yeah, I would, have, I would have used the same, but I'm not sure I would have gone quicker. Like,
3: because
0: mm. there's that balance of like a smaller foil. Like you said, Zane, it doesn't allow you to go slower, which yeah. I found if, if I went the 860, I think towards the end, I probably would have been doing like 240s. Like, so a little bit slower, like maybe five, 10 seconds slower. Cause so I kind of, I, I was, I don't think I would have changed much. I feel least, like that translates though to like more glide time.
2: So that's all we're kind mm. of going for—is just more time resting. Yeah. Um. Who do you reckon had the? Who do you reckon was matched the most for the con- like best for the conditions?
0: I reckon it was JB or Kisser. I reckon Alex Tibby. We haven't sport, spoken about yeah. him, but he was yeah. on—he mm. was on the nine three five. Nine Yeah. Oh, I thought he was on Axis. He said. <laughs> he cooked nah, it that's what He dress, said <laughs> he was on the <laughs> Axis nine thirty. Mm. Um, no, he was on the Armstrong nine thirty. That's the new Downwind one, is it? Yes, that's yeah. too bigger than what Oxford used. Yeah, right. right. But he's a big rig. Like, he'd be 90, he'd be 93, yeah. 95.
3: 95 kilos. Yeah, no, low 90s, mid 90s. Yeah. He's a big
2: yeah, he boy. Is.
0: Yeah,
3: I was he's... chatting him today. Yeah.
1: He was the dark horse for this event. Dave West was sharing his splits with me. He's been crushing it lately. He's um definitely underground. And you could see, like, the, the board that he brought is an old clubby board that he shaped himself. Um super impressive. Like he's just he's doing his time, but you know, that doesn't have to flaunt it or anything. It's it's yeah. proven itself in the in the race scene, which is sick.
0: He's been really dusting Nodditch Nodditch has rattled. No way. Yeah, yeah. He's been would hate that. Yeah. He's um Nodic <laughs> is asking about a smaller a smaller yeah, code foil. Nodditch is um that's I reckon that's why he didn't come. <laughs> um, he, well, he he was gonna come to WA and he's like, nah, I'm not going. I don't have a foil fast enough. I'm like, come on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> We're here for a good time. Yeah, not, not it.
1: He
2: wants to get fast.
0: Yeah, he wants to win. Um, so he's hassling us to get something smaller. Um, What's the smallest falls you guys do? Six at the eight. moment, 720 production. We've got a couple couple on the way. Not yeah. too far off. Chinese news slowed things down a little bit. There's a few things coming soon. Yeah, cool. Um, but uh, it'll be, it'll be not, it should be happier. I'm not sure he'll, he'll <laughs> ever be, he'll ever, he'll ever be like, he, he always wants something. Fun. He's, he's like, he's light, but he's not. And I was chatting to Ben about it the other day. Um, He's little, but he's not as small as Marcus, but he feels like he's getting a lot of lift. I can't hold it down. So maybe it's, you know, sometimes people's stances, I think, you know, prevent yeah. certain things. Is he riding so, the same boards? Yeah, he's riding... Board, yeah, Benny, Benny Tarder is shaping him some, yeah, some okay. code ones, which maybe... maybe. That like maybe. With my boards, I played around with the center of mass on the
2: board and it changes the balance of the foil, like, a lot. It completely changes that lift, center of lift.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I will, JB will tell you all about that, get him going. Yeah, um, In a good way, like, he, I've talked to him a bit about it and there's definitely, like, two... You know, you talk about like when I talk about like paddling up, you start in one spot. And for me, I've got to shift my weight back once I get yeah. to a certain speed. Me too. And, and I think um, if you can get the like the center of mass of the board right, I think you don't have to change your stance. I keep talking to Marcus about it. Come on, we've got to get boards so we don't have to move our stance. Doesn't I feel like the longer stance? you go, though, the more you will have to, though, unless mm. you jam your fall further up. Yeah. Well, I know, Oscar, you run your fall super far forward.
3: Yeah. Um, do you move in feet much? Yeah, I didn't, sh- like, my feet are in the same position, paddling, foil, everything. I never, never yeah, move them. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, we, there was a period where a lot of the boards were going towards, like, keeping the, the center point, the widest point of the board, bringing it almost right in the middle. Like, like a canoe, like, a lot more tail out the back. Yeah. Um, so then you just, you know, your stance is dead in the center. Like, you got the same from your front foot out, back foot to the tail and you're there and then you move your mast and get just more about your volume distribution. You know, it's got to paddle equally if you're standing right in the middle and then the same, the weight's got to work, you know, the center of mass, all that. And we've always kind of pushed more for that. Um, the compromise is you end up the tail, you get a long tail that touches down a bit when you're paddling up. So it's taken a while to get that tail right. And that's mm. kind of been our latest getting that dialed. I but-
0: see you were on a new board, Oscar. You can tell us about that. Yeah, election. I got it the day before. Yeah.
3: So Kuri and I went down, and just had a quick paddle. I got two paddle ups on it prior, which it it came yeah. up well. Yeah. So it was a good good
0: long runway. I saw from the video.
3: Yeah, yeah. Out front of Alex's house, and yeah, it was actually terrible water. Like heaps of boat weight going past. It was like little like half quarter foot chops yeah. it's kind the of to paddle up in. It was yeah. just yeah sticky and but the board paddled really good. It was an eight two by 16 and three quarters, 98 litres, which I've never ridden anything over 90 litres before. Um, I didn't love the extra volume, which was, the, I, everyone's been going bigger and bigger volume, but I, I found it a little, little corky, just just sat up high. And I didn't love that. I didn't feel like I had the control on the board. Just, in you know, when you're kind of paddling up, you're a little desperate and you need to move it around a bit. I just felt on top of the water and it didn't feel like I could, I don't know, I couldn't move it as well. as Like a, a bit boaty. Yeah, yeah, a bit boaty yeah i struggled with that on the paddle up a little bit but then once it was up on foil i mean you know everyone sort of talks about oh you're going from taking on from seven to eight foot but like realistic especially with the boards how we've got them you're gaining half a foot out the back half a foot out the nose it's not all out the nose It doesn't mm-hmm. you know i was on a seven six prior so it was only a couple extra nose uh, inches out the front so didn't feel too bad once i was up but yeah just paddled so well i think you had a little paddle on it kui as well So said it was
1: yeah no i really enjoyed it it's um it definitely because it's a bit less leader than i'm used to it was sitting a bit lower in the water for me but um i gotta say it was definitely really stable for how narrow it is um mm. it was really nice to paddle yeah it
3: feels like a really good shape what volume is everyone running and what's your weight i guess mm,
0: that's the that's that's question yeah I, i'm on um yeah i'm 84 kilos at the moment Put on a little bit in the off-season, please. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Dad won. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. And, uh, there is
3: no off-season for Jimmy, mate. It's all go. No,
0: um, you
2: brought your own dinner to the barbecue. Yeah, Bar- I
0: didn't eat that sausage sizzle. No, I didn't eat a sausage sizzle, mate. Ridiculous. <laughs>
2: dad was a, my dad was offended,
0: eh? <laughs> oh, I don't eat meat. I, don't <laughs> um, I, ate, I ate his onion, though. The onion was good. <laughs> 84 <laughs> kilos and I'm riding 105 <laughs> liter um 76 by 17 um so
3: 25 percent over your body weight
0: yeah uh, what is that I think it's so 21 liters I guess it is more so would you
3: say one let's get them all out 125 volume
0: no what uh, 105 105.
1: Shannon actually did this from LF Supply. Yeah, he asked he was, a lot yeah. of the
0: crew yeah, I got that. what they're riding
1: yeah. and what their weight is, and he's because he's trying to figure out what to ride himself. And he said that it's pretty spread across the board. Like everyone's kind of a bit all over the shop, which is pretty cool to hear. I reckon.
0: Yeah,
3: it's not. Jimmy's the perfect twenty-five percent. Am There you go. One point two five. So I went ninety-eight liters, and I'm I'm at seventy-three kilos at the moment.
0: Pretty much the same. Wow, oh, what, 34, 1.34. Oh, so you've gone more volume so yeah, than you I used to be. Yeah, but I normally
3: ride 85, so that's, Liters. yeah.
0: That's a bit less than I reckon. 85. Yeah, 16%. Wow. Get, get to 25, max, spot on.
3: That actually would be, <laughs> oh. yeah, so would be around 90 for me, 92, somewhere around there, which, yeah. Borrow, borrow one of Marcus's
0: boards. I think,
2: I think yeah. me and Josh are similar. I'm like, i 77. And I'm
1: running a 105. Yeah, I'm I'm 77 and I'm a 108. But I wanted yeah. to 36. I wanted to pull I wanted to pull down to like a 105. Um but then like after riding Oscars the other day and it was ninety-eight, I don't know if I really want to go much lower than hundred and five. I just I didn't like the feel of it being kind of, you know, your feet not in the water, but like <laughs> definitely on the bullets, like you're quite you're quite above the water.
0: I think the bottom shapes, which Oscar and I were talking about mm. after the race, looking at all the boards laid out, the bottom shape makes a big difference to volume. And I think it's interesting that Oscar and I are probably on similar bottom shapes, like not similar, but like the same concept and that it's like kind of more towards planing. And you two boys are on more of a displacement. Um, and I think displacement boards are going to sit lower in the water. So therefore you need more volume. And Oscar and I were talking about it. I think um, planing hulls, you need to be paddling faster and the pump is compromised whereas displacement hulls the pump is optimized but you yeah you can't balance. paddle as fast
2: oh i don't know i reckon like i can i bought like the bullet can just literally it like when i was trying to paddle up and i stopped paddling it just keeps going like
0: yeah we're not, it, it'll it'll glide but like yeah. it's max speed i guess is what oscar and i were talking right back me up oscar but like yeah. the, the the planing, a plane like a flatter surface versus a round surface, that you guys will one hundred percent have more glide, which gives you more time to pump it up. But a, a flatter bottom will be like stickier until it's not. It's like right, it won't, yeah, it won't glide as much. Yeah. yeah, it's I guess the flat bottoms are low aspect foils and like thin low aspect foils, and the round bottoms are your high aspect. They don't necessarily go as fast, but they'll continue to glide. Yeah, that's I don't what? know. For the foil what you, nerds.
2: What do you guys reckon the narrowest you'll go? Like for me, 16, I don't think I need to go any narrower. I don't think there's any more, personally, any more benefit unless I'm going another foot longer.
0: I think it depends on what you're using it for. For racing. Like, but like, you know, yesterday was a downwind race and I probably could have gone narrow. It wouldn't have made any difference. <laughs> like yeah. The balance out there it was pretty well flat. It wasn't hard to stand on your board.
1: I oh. fell four times.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. Did you actually?
1: Yeah, dude. I, as soon no, as the I'm gun sorry. went off, I that's literally stood up, fell off, stood up, fell off, stood up, fell off. It was fucking bad. once you were up,
0: you
3: made it in one run? Yep. Yeah. 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 See, that's
2: all that matters.
1: I literally <laughs> had, like, you know, there was chat of, like, oh, if you're not a front runner, like, goes like, go to behind, like, a second line. I had all those guys go past me.
2: <laughs> well, you know fourth a sick, sick idea for should... That, We should do a handicap Like a two <laughs> yeah. a Two or three minute handicap Oh no! Nah.
0: Yeah I read that. <laughs> But like
2: Like whoever for Top ten You get handicapped oh, I reckon it I make, the, it make idea. the end really fun
3: it like it was, yeah. the There'd be more games going on Yeah, More mm-hmm. overtaking and... and it's
2: fun when you're behind And you have someone to like go to You can really get going You know
0: like, I think the handicap's good, is what I'm saying. I think it, yeah. it would mm-hmm. make it more like a race for everyone, as long as, um, we, it, well, for the 20 beaches, we did that. So we gave the skis 15, 20 minutes over 20 Ks. And I overtook the first ski as we we'll, cut, like in the last kilometer. And then I came yeah. down at Station Beach and he passed me and I paddled that flat water and got t- past him and then gassed out and he got me. So it was like perfect handicap. It'd be yeah, sick. that's cool. That's It'd good. Be
3: really good. And yeah, I think yesterday's, we all took, the same line more or less Like I was with I was just following you Like we, you could see Everyone in a line It wasn't like a normal yeah. race Where everyone just goes Out mm. And yeah. you kind of Someone's then you're trying to gauge If you're on the same Like we were all just You knew exactly where you were You could look yeah. back There was two more guys whatever, It would have like, It, oh, it would
2: have been so good Interesting to Have like a 20 knot Conditions And just see Where yeah. we all end up And Where we all finished With timing
0: Yeah, like, yeah. It would have Um it would have been a different race for sure. It would have been a lot more fun. Like I said at yeah. the Prezo, it was like, that's not what we downwind foil for. We we can all agree on that. Like that wasn't that was good race training. It felt like I'd gone for yeah, go that, that a run. Very good session. training. I learned yeah. a lot from it. Yeah.
3: For sure.
0: Um let's talk
1: I, more about yeah, the, uh, maybe the other contenders in the race. I reckon it's definitely worth a mention, like kind of the logistics of how we had a few people that might not have been as confident, but kind of in the starting line. Um, yeah. yeah, like was there, was there any failed attempts or was there any um, any dangers that people ran into?
0: Uh, Do you see the shark, Oscar? I went mean, um, ahead. Yeah, I saw a yeah. little saw that one. I think yeah, a yeah, right long. off Newport Reef. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Oop, shark. But, yeah.
2: Kind of flicked me. I don't know if it was the same one, but was, I had a big splash, like a couple of meters away from me, and I just didn't even. I was like,
0: whatever. I'm <laughs> <dying here>. Adrenaline. <laughs> I'm dying. That thing's not my worry. <laughs> my heart will kill me before that shark does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, blue bottles. A bunch. Of I got, got smashed
3: by blue bottles on the starting line. Yeah,
0: I got down on the my back, my back leg paddling out. Yeah. Um. Uh, I know a few people got done by Blueys and had sort of semi-allergic reactions and had to go in or they continued going and were cooked by the time they got in. Um, there were guys yeah, on foil drives. Lost. I think the foil drive yeah. division could definitely... I think that's a cool thing and not necessarily foil drive, but any sort of foil assist or like paddle assist, whatever you want to call it. But I think something like the flight, the new amp or the... You see the, the mantas come out or even maybe a tow boogie. Like, yeah. that'd be sick. Like, because yeah. there are a lot of guys using um the jet ski safety boats as um tow assists basically because it was pretty gnarly conditions and the reason I think the last fifteen to twenty people or probably it must have been like the last fifteen people finished was because of a jet ski assist. Um not Sean not Sean Townsend, he paddled the whole way or foiled the whole way, didn't didn't get an assist. Um Andrew I can't... love
1: the idea of that foil drive. Like honestly because imagine how many more people would go on it and how much more mm-hmm. of a race it would be because like you know the the crew that are a bit worried that they're not going to make it or whatever that allows them to go in the competition and then like Paul Cooper like he came fourth on the full drive mm-hmm. like I think that's so amazing mm-hmm. and like it that just creates way more of a competition
0: yeah yeah I think um I, th- I was amazed at how many people were like capable of doing that run because mm. it wasn't like that was up there with some of the hardest probably the hardest race of like in terms of conditions wise that i've ever done like it wasn't there wasn't much assist um so the fact that 40 people finished it is pretty amazing like you said there's a bit of a tow. like the people weren't getting swept people weren't standing behind a jet ski getting towed and people even on the fall drive they weren't just e-falling the whole way down the run they were Using the e or the jet ski to get up and going, and then just like surfing down the run, like or, you know, yeah. or pumping as far as they could, kind of thing. So, I was like seriously yeah. impressed, basically, by everyone's skill set and the fact that forty people finished that. And there were people, and I know there were like at least another twenty people, twenty Aussie foilers, probably thirty Aussie foilers that could have competed in like the top. They like, could have finished that run; wouldn't have had fun, but they could have finished it. Like all the guys in WA, as a few guys in the Goldie. South Oz, um, Vico. I'm, I wish Jeff came. Jeff Rowley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I that's... hit him up.
1: He just said he's got a bit of family uh, commitments. But yeah, he was hungry. He said he really wants to get involved. He's yeah. very hungry. Yeah.
0: yeah. It'd be cool to get a couple in different locations. Maybe we can kind of... Come down to mine. We'll have one at mine, one up at Zane's. Yeah.
3: Mm. Spread them out. that sick. Let's go to Byron. so we can do a holiday.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah was... Ballie's not bad for a holiday either. Yeah, yeah Ballie's...
3: No we do not have water goes though, but there's yeah, no people. You know. We can yeah. get, you can go any, for whatever don't you worry. Like. There's no there's one.
2: There's no one out water goes, ever. <laughs> 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 Only sharks and turtles at the moment. Yeah. I um, actually hit a turtle the other day. It was heavy.
0: Oh, don't tell the Hawaiians that, mate. Oh, I told, gosh. I hit a turtle at a race and I said at the preso that I hit one and everyone's like, you don't say that. Even if you hit it, you don't say it because it's like they're like sacred. Yeah. Mm.
3: So, mate, I know wingers over there that hit at least one a session. Heavy. <laughs> they, they're just.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: They're so hard to miss if you get like those runs are so quick and then you don't see them.
0: Yeah. No, especially when you're in at Kanaha where the water's a bit.
3: Yeah. Milky. Kanaha wingings where it always yeah that yeah. seems to be the spot.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I think um, but. I think the foil assist division is going to open it up to more people. I, I, like, honestly, I think. Um,
1: Put it, less stress on the jet skis.
0: Oh, yeah. A, lot yeah. Of, a couple of mates who were driving the jet skis were like, if I knew that there was going to be tow assists like that, I would have entered. Like, <laughs> I would have done it. Like, he goes, I, I was, he's like, I was better than half those guys I was towing in. <laughs> mm. He was off it. Gilly. Yeah.
2: yeah. I feel like a good uh, concept could be, if we do one up my way, we do like a long distance one, like mm. 60K, you know, more it's of an like hundred race. Yeah, 100.
3: Go long. Yeah. You
2: can do Tweed to Evans. Tweed to Ballinas, a 100, I think, or around that.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: yeah, that would be pretty fun.
0: Come for insurance. Of- <laughs>
2: What's insurance?
0: Uh-huh. No, I think um, <laughs> I, I text all you guys after the race and said, that was sick. And let's sort of gear up towards Hawaii this year. I want to get a Aussie podium fully. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Um, well, conditions like yesterday,
2: I think we can do pretty well if we get 30 knots.
0: It, but, you know, I honestly think it's a different skill set. Like, I honestly reckon, Zane, you've probably upskilled heaps in that sort of real windy stuff. And um, maybe you've, your, your light wind game's lost Definitely. a little
2: bit. I don't go out now when it's less That's than fifteen yeah. knots, you know?
0: Yeah, seriously though. Where's but
2: like the other day was the first time I started actual like wanting to train a bit more and I did a run from Cabar to Byron. The first 20k was glassy, but there was wind like there was residual and I was like, yeah, this is kind of what I needed just to just to challenge myself and feel the low like the store speed of that foil. And then that's what when I came into the race yesterday, I was like, "Yeah, I've I've got it with that." And I we, I just didn't we just didn't understand how <clears throat> minimal energy there was running. So
0: it's so it's been so variable here at home lately. Like yeah, been being humid down in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, real yeah. humid. I felt like the so.
2: humidity really kills the wind. But yeah. Up the north, we're not we haven't had any wind. We have had probably like three nor'easters in six weeks. Mm-hmm. So. And muggy as
3: Yeah Yeah that haze That was sitting offshore We got it A couple of downwinders Where you'd see that haze It'd be forecast for 20-25 knots If that haze was there Every time You'd be lucky to get 10 And yeah. as soon as we were driving The headlands Around Belgala And that We just looked down And there was that haze And I, I remember saying it In the car I was like We're not getting 10 knots <laughs> I was like There's no chance mm. And everyone was like Nah it's picking up And I was just like
0: "No, nah. So muggy <laughs> Yeah. I've had a lot of times winging out off like long reef and that haze has been around and I'm just like, I'm not getting up yeah. and I keep trying to get up and the wind's coming. It's not coming. So many paddle-ins because of that haze. Yeah. <laughs> Wishing I had a paddle, not a wing.
1: Did you guys um like that structure? Do you reckon we can follow suit there or would you like to change things? I know the Hawaii guys have been chatting about, you know, race changes for M2O and stuff. And I'm just keen to see if you like that gentleman's um sitting start when the buzzer goes off. And I know Paddle I of like is it, a bit messy. I feel like it's sweet. It's hard. Mm. I
2: reckon it'd be hard to get the order, you know? It's kind of honesty and five seconds here or there doesn't matter too much, I reckon. Kind of even. I reckon the
1: start's everything. You reckon? For sure. If I you if you,
2: it, if you well, don't as get been like and like start say if it's... front
1: runners, you've mentally fucked it.
2: Yeah, or say if it's like I don't know, someone gets up five seconds before. I don't reckon that's too big of a difference, but if you're like struggling to get up and it takes a minute, yeah, for sure. But you I know, think- like that initial honesty system, I feel like it's fine. I think the biggest I was thing paddling is up,
1: the final one that I paddled up on. I then had Jordan come ninety degrees parallel to me and just paddled straight in front of me, and then I had to stop and then I had to go around him. And then he he kind of seen what I was doing, and he he stopped and sorry, he, he kind of went behind me. And then I continued to paddle. So maybe it was like, I don't know, checking do this. Well, you got it's different because you guys all got going quick. Yeah. So and you did really see I, what happened with all the yeah. traffic. Like maybe we were I've, all a bit too yeah. bunched.
2: I stuck away from it because I knew that would be the case. Yeah, I don't want to be
0: near. Yeah. You want to give that... yourself as much space as you can because everyone's looking at bumps in different ways. And yeah. the downhill is ha- always ha- downwind. It's sometimes over here for some person, over there for someone else. And all yeah. of a sudden you got a head-on going on. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. i didn't feel like i didn't feel there was no jet ski or boat weight which was really good i really thought that was well done by all the safety guys the ski guys i pretty much drilled that in when we did the safety briefing because that was one of the biggest things that fucked me up in the m2o last year so i think that was a good a good call
3: yeah and then the, um, way out of it i think that it was yeah. just never a concern. They like they waited till the end. They were, and if they were gone, they were like literally gone ninety degrees out. They were mm. kept the wake away from everyone, which was important.
0: I got a good boat wash at the beginning of Molokai behind your boat, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: had people yelling and it was it was
0: just like I looked back and I was like, "What?" I was I so fired up so it. I was still, like embarrassed how angry I got. But um, the moment, I was just like sitting on a wash and you were just like pumping away. I'm like, all right
1: get
0: out of the way but yeah it was none of that yesterday um but i think everyone just had to spread out more everyone was in like a bunch like Mm. a a long it's funny too because
1: when i when i told everyone to stop paddling because like everyone started well out from what i normally would do that local run in and then even when i said stop paddling i've seen people still trying to paddle it was like a tail though, like that last was so
3: thick and because everyone was like, "I want to be further, I want to be further, I want to be further," and they just like, and even when they sat down, they're all just in there slowly. Just, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. all stop, they were all these big clump, and I just sat like the next gap off them, and then mm. there was a kind of a good trail. And I had, I didn't have too many people behind me; it was fine. But that one clump, mm. I think you were at the head of the clump, <laughs> just telling everyone to no, you stop. Did was
1: I? All traffic around me it was crazy. Yeah. I yeah. think
0: the biggest thing that people have to remember for starts is you've got to give everyone space and like being further out isn't always the best option. Sometimes mm. having your own space is better because again, mm. 20 metres further out versus having like two metres of space, like radius is going to be more beneficial because you're going to stuff up more from running into someone. Like, having, like what, you def- have to do, what you did, Kiwi. I Hayford. definitely
1: found to having not much real estate it also put the pressure on like way more nerves because i was like you know two meters off in every direction of someone so when i stood up and when i fell off straight away and then people started going in front of me it just even put more pressure on and i definitely i think next race i'll yeah i think because maybe i was coordinating the thing from the jet ski i just jumped in wherever but i think yeah tactics you boys thinking a bit more real estate on the edges for everyone
0: i think that's gonna be for everyone like Mm. just like it's good to be where everyone else is but you don't have to be on top of each other. They're not on top.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: That's going to be the thing as races get more people entering them. Like that was a big race. It's probably the biggest full race I've ever been in in Australia by a long shot. You know, 40, 40 plus. There's still plenty of room for 40 people to have. Like we, we were stretched out over probably 200 meters. Mm-hmm. Like you could have five meters each. Did
1: you guys, uh, I think, did you say, Jimmy, you were the furthest into the beach? Did you have any issues seeing the signal? Because I know PB was supposed to do an air horn, but he fucking didn't. He, like, did his, like, piss weak thing, and then he just all of a sudden, like, put his hand down and said go.
2: And I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, and then the horn went off, like, a minute later. (laughs) (laughs) I um... (laughs) am... I just saw him waving like, frantically. Were you just like,
1: were you watching him, or were you kind of nah, like watching? I
0: didn't him even. Around I, you? I missed the briefing, too, so up. I didn't even know what was going on. And I just, know. just okay. when everyone, <laughs> when everyone started paddling, I'm like, all right, it's time to go. But um, okay. I guess it cost me a couple seconds, you know, because yeah. JB and Oscar are up before me. But honestly, like it's, it's nothing. Like uh, people get a bit too caught up in being the first up, and or, or like you know having a bad start or a good start. But I think if you're aware of what's going on around you and you. You're sitting there and you look, okay, people are standing up, you stand up. Someone starts having to get going, you start having to get going. It's one or two seconds. And that's, there haven't been many races that decided by one or two seconds. So I think just, it wasn't important that I heard the horn, you know, that wasn't going to make a difference, but I, I heard Zane and I, we heard something. Yeah. And I was like, then it was like a long horn and I'm like, I guess that's the start. And I looked across and I got up, I actually got up and thought I'd false started, (laughs) Because there was only Oscar and JB that were up. And I was like, looking back, I'm like, because Zane, you're right next to me. like, did Zane get going? (laughs) And then where's Josh? And I was like, kind of like, where's everyone? But it was like, basically, I still had a good start. And it was, I had a similar feeling at Molokai. Like the horn went and I was still half expecting them to call it back or something because of a funky start. Like it didn't seem like super clean. But Mm. you just, I don't know, the rule... The lesson I think for all of us is if you see, like, obviously know what the starting procedure is, but at the end of the day, if someone else is standing up, you can stand up, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know if one person like, you, oh, I've always was chat because Nodish, I've done a bunch of sup racing. You don't want to be the first person to stand up because you could be like false starting, but if you're the second, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. You know, you're not gonna, and everyone follows. So I guess. That's how I saw it. Anyway, it wasn't an issue. You can get too caught up in it, which then you get sort of the nerves get to you. I guess, mm. I guess it's what it can happen. And yeah, don't get caught sure. up in that.
2: What's your thoughts on a southerly run on the northern beaches?
0: Uh, in a we're doing race, one tomorrow,
2: mate. For a race, I'm back. Yeah, we're doing I'm, one tomorrow. I'm doing we? a nor'easter, so I'll meet you halfway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> um, I think. It'd be really cool to do one from Manly, but I think like permit-wise, it wouldn't be possible. I think like Long Reef to to Palmy would be the run, Mm. which is it's a pretty good distance. It's like 20 k's. It'd be really good, I think.
2: Yeah, it's just the Bengali headland.
0: That's the the best bit, mate.
2: Yeah, it is, but
0: (laughs) it's also the worst. It depends if you come down or not. Yeah, yeah. It's um I still think it'd be fine. People you gotta embrace the bump. Embrace the mess. <laughs> what a clone. No, I, I,
1: I, I the def- I'm def- I definitely think that, <laughs> I definitely think that um I'm super keen for more events. But um I think we really gotta find this like structure. I know we're just kind of doing it kinda of a bit um bootleggy, but like it'd be cool to have some sort of structure and I know Lisa from New South Wales World Club is really trying to create like a bit more of a legitimate style thing where yesterday she was just collecting everyone's details on like a WhatsApp and then like a waiver was sent that a uh, lawyer Nick created and it was just it wasn't very streamlined Um, like it's it's she she got it done but like I know it was a lot of work on her behalf having to monitor everyone signing on on the whatsapp and signing off on the whatsapp and then just like accounting for everyone and um, it would be nice if like you know there was some some app or or something that just makes it a bit more streamlined and um, and just takes the pressure off the organizers a bit more because um you know we we there's there's guys who go into it who just like, you know, they'll rock up on the day and they just want to do the race, which is totally fine. It's sweet. But like, it just makes it a bit more stressful for the crew who are trying to protect themselves from
0: yeah, yeah, something sure.
1: going like, wrong. Like
0: Yeah. And I think what um, Zane and Oscar, you guys are frothing out like the long run. I think that's something that, you know, we could do as a group of mates and we can make it a race. Just say let's whoever gets there first, you know, have phones on us. And if something happens and you, you limp in or you, you know, you got that contact, and you sort of back your skills. But I think for a race and a lot of people doing it, you got to be, you got to follow the the rules, I guess, and get the insurance. Mm-hmm. And because if something goes wrong, it's it's on the organisers. And as you said, Josh, it's easy for people to just rock up and do it and have a lot of fun. But I think, um, you know, I think Web Scorer is what I've done for a bunch of sub races before. It seems to be fairly easy. I, I've never run one, but I know friends that have run them using that. And it has like, timing like you just have like an app and you can like click you know number two came in and that's oscar and then number three came in and that was zane and number four came in and that was josh you know and it's just like that your people are assigned numbers so that when someone comes in they just have to click two and that's their time and it also covers all the i'm not sure if it had the the um waivers and all that sort of thing but yeah there's there's stuff out there like we're not reinventing it's it's all been it's all races have been run Mm. like this and it's we don't have to reinvent it it's all out there we just have to sort of ask the right people
1: i'm super curious what john hearn is doing in hawaii i know he's doing like um amazing races in oahu for everyone and i'm curious if he's gone the legitimate route or if he's just doing it the way we're doing it and just like spreading it like through social media and just having it at the beach so it's just it's cool that it's popping off and people want to do it because like the one is there. Everyone wants to do it.
0: Yeah, it's cool, Everyone but it's like it's it's not it's not fair on the people that are at risk, I think. If yeah. if there is that risk. Well that's
1: the one thing that was really shown to me, because you know, I put my hand up to do it and then as soon as you know I started cre- creating the flyer and spreading it out, I then have like lawyers hitting me up saying, like, well, this is amazing, like good on you, but you know, if something goes wrong, you're the target. You know, if if, if a swimmer gets hit by one of your foilers in the race, they want to sue someone, they're going to sue you. And I was just like, well, fuck. Like, you know, I want to create this fun event, but I also don't want to be sued where I can't afford to pay whatever the cost is. Like, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, well, the, can't we? We'll We're able to
2: get insurance, so for downwinding through, um, is it kiting Australia? They do cover that, don't they? Well,
0: they I, don't. I think it's wink. They only do winging.
3: Right. What about That's the true. ski paddlers? Do we go into the paddling category? Yeah. Like for you what, that, with the 20 beaches?
0: Well, yeah, I was, um, I guess it was only one of a couple that did it, but um, I think we had, uh, they wouldn't have allowed us in it if we didn't have insurance. So I know, um, yeah, the races over in WA, you know, they definitely, the India, Indian Ocean, paddlers they let us in because I guess they had insurance but the some of the other ones didn't because they they didn't and whether it was some of the race organizers being a bit loose and saying yeah just come along or and the other ones being a bit more strict and saying nah we don't have insurance I'm not sure but you know I, I think the the beauty of the the weekend that was was that um is that um, we've shown that there's a, a want or like a people want to be doing it you know 40 plus competitors and I've Friends with Dean Garden, he runs twenty beaches and or the and the doctor and all that sort of stuff. And he he's always you know he, he's always wanted to grow the ocean paddling sort of stuff. But there's only five people entering. It's like, come on, like why would I put my neck out there if you know it's in terms? It's just it's a numbers game for for event organizers. You know that works off you know, if there's two hundred surf ski paddlers and there's two foilers and the foilers could be first or last. You know, in terms of safety boats. It's going to be really bad. And I think the biggest thing took out to yesterday was if you have jet skis that are specifically for foilers, then it can be done safely. And there aren't like many people, you know, left out there, but maybe that means a foil entry fee is more expensive, which would suck for the top guys who are self-sufficient. And maybe there's an option to have a jet ski like um, escort, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So I think people would take it if the conditions were looking a bit. How you going? Um, or organise their own, but I don't know. Interesting to see what happens. Do we want to finish up? It's probably been.
1: Yeah, I feel
3: like we've been chatting for a while.
0: Yeah. It's a good round table kind of discussion. Mm. But um.
3: Yeah, it'd be good to see this keep growing. It's been. It was so much fun. I think just the froth that was amongst everyone. Everyone was didn't matter that the conditions was pretty subpar but everyone was still just the energy on the start line the energy of everyone getting ready together just you know we're all huddling under the one shade of tree and just everyone checking out each other's gear the banter started well before it was
0: good i think that
3: yeah the community is there and just bringing everyone together is more what it's about and more of that it's just good times
0: exactly right and that's like why the insurance thing is kind of annoying because it's like that the framework's there like the Mm. froth is there people want to be doing it and it's like funny that it has to be a race to get people there for it, but maybe it's just going to be like a social downwind and yeah. with, pr- with prizes. That it's it's a funny, one isn't
1: it? Probably a perfect time to announce your um your thing, Zane.
2: Oh well, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to announce it later in the week. Still, I'm still it organizing afternoon. things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm but just but trying to like, can... organize sponsors and stuff, but um, going to happen will be getting announced this week for um, a similar, I think we're going to do it in June. We're just trying to find a weekend where it's going to flow the best. Um, and then I'm just talking to some <clears throat> potential people that want to support it. Um, but, yeah, it's just, we're running into the same kind of hurdle of, like, insurance. So I think we're just going to go down the avenue right now of just doing a, a meetup. Social meetup and just hang out and then just see what goes from there. Um, like last year, last year's one was good, and um, I've been <clears throat> and Adam been chatting about some uh criteria for individuals' heat, individual um heats, um, which will rel- I'll just rel- uh, announce it whenever, but um, we're just still kind of going through it, yeah, and
0: Get then only <clears throat> sorry. Jet boards, jet boards
3: only.
2: <laughs> jet, jet boards and jet skis. Yeah. Um, but if there's if there's wind that weekend, like totally open for a downwind kind of thing. Yeah, social. Yeah, of Evans is it Evans or Hathead? Hathead down to. That's a pretty long run. How hmm. long was that Crescent to Plumber run? Fifteen. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's pretty. That's a good
3: run. Even though it was light conditions. Yeah, it was fun. Was it was, a really good run. It was better than yesterday's run.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. We'll just see whatever flows. But winter, it's rare you yet nor'easters.
0: Mm. I had a good Saturday actually. The day after, the day after the event, you guys wrapped up. It was hooking on the drive out. I went to Crescent and it was super fun.
3: Yeah, we winged out the middle of a middle of Crescent. It was awesome.
0: Mm, mm. So good. It's a good bounce. Finish it had it would be good or even the the full drive track, it'd be fun. But yeah, plenty of options. I'm yeah. gonna wrap it up. So i can kind of rambling now, but um, <laughs> I look forward to the details, Zane. And uh, yeah, well, prob- I, prob-
2: I, I, I was doing a lot of admin today with it, so got to get on uh, what Josh said, Adobe Express, and make a poster. And then I've just been chatting to a few people about supporting it. Um. And I'll yeah announce it all this week. It's just it's super exciting. As mm. it's, it's fun having a surf foil event for sure. Nice to have something to
1: just look forward to. Yeah. And I yeah. think like if it's if it's booked that far out, like you kind of commit to it, and then like you can look forward to it, cheer it up. Yeah. And it's like it's pretty special when you get all the foilers in one spot together because I feel like that's when good stuff happens.
2: Definitely. Yeah, it's going to be, like, announcing it this year. I reckon we're going to have a lot of people turn up, which will be good. And it will just show, I think, if we, like, if we do get in, like, if we, like, put a case towards an insurance broker, it will show, like, there's that much support behind it. So, for them, I guess it's a return of investment as well, you know. So, that's what they're looking for. So, yeah.
0: Cool. Stay tuned. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, Well, thanks,
1: boys.